What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Misadventureland podcast. I'm Bobby, and I'm here with Justin. Oh, hi there. Oh, hello there, Justin. How are you? I'm quite well. Are you? Let's let's get let's let's just have a therapy session. No one's watching. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> tired, and I had a bad day at work. A very bad week. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm ready for this hellish day to be over and this hellish week to be over. I feel like crying you, all the time. You took it even, you took it even past where I was. <laughs> and now I got to hear about this fucking chocobo racer. Um, yeah, so uh, to, today Nintendo did a 40-minute direct. Uh, I talked over it. So this is my second time talking about the Nintendo Direct today. Um, Justin, how did you feel overall about the Nintendo Direct? Let's jump right into it. Does Nintendo, like... They're always going to do some weird stuff. They're going to show some interesting looking video games. And then the rest of the time, you're going to be like, why does this company actually need to exist? I'm not sure. And then they're like, oh, well, like, here's a Kirby game that you didn't think that you might want to play. And uh, here's Bayonetta. And that looks kind of neat. And uh, here's Splatoon. That looks great. And then um, here's Chris Pratt for reasons. We, we should we should talk about let's talk about that first. So we knew there was a Mario animated film coming. I've been waiting um, for this for years. Um, they announced the date, which is December 21st, 2021. Miyamoto came out. The creator of Mario came out on the stage uh, to talk about this. Um, when Miyamoto first came out, I was like, oh, man, we are getting like some sort of Mario game announcement, which I was like jazzed <laughs> about. Like, all right, give it to me. Um. But instead, he talked about the uh, the Mario movie, and they announced the cast of the Mario movie, um, which I I think um, <laughs> at the top of the at the top of the call sheet, a little circumspect. So um, Chris Pratt is playing Mario, which two things. A I know people are tired of Chris Pratt, so that's one. B, he's got a very, like, spotty, like, um, presence right now because he belongs to that, like, church that doesn't support, like, LGBTQ rights. Um, and so, like, he's not exactly, like, seeming like the best dude right now. Um, and and then he got cast as Mario, which has sent a lot of people who are, like, you know, kind of, like, hooked in, um... Uh, very upset. Um, I would say like just um from the from the idea of Chris Pratt like as the kind of actor he is, which is sort of like um snarky comedian actor. It makes sense when you kind of place it up against like Ryan Reynolds being Detective Pikachu. But I, 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 I it was it was the one piece of casting where I was like, why? Why would you do this? Like, I don't think Mario has to be like an Italian man because like that he's not really an Italian, you know, but like um, it's just a, it's an odd choice. Why not just have. Was Charles Marionette, Charles Martinet, because you're not going to ha- you're not going to cast Charles Martinet in a movie that costs one hundred and twenty million dollars to make made by the people who made the Minions movie. You're just not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. It's the voice of the character. Yeah, he's the voice of the character in video games, but that like where the character is known from. Yeah, I know, but it's not, that doesn't always translate one to one. I don't know if Charles Martinet is a good enough voice actor to hold down a, a whole entire movie. 
he says literally says it's a me a mario and like a couple of and like a couple of like uh, taglines it's not like he, it's this is not like a nolan north as nathan drake situation i you know i, I get that but it kind of gives me an idea oh, i don't know if you want to run through the rest of the cast and then we'll talk about what this movie yes. might actually be like yeah. uh, anna taylor anna taylor joy is playing princess peach just i mean i love anna taylor joy it's just nuts um uh charlie day is playing luigi <laughs> um the the home run of the casting jack black is playing bowser um seth rogan is playing donkey kong keenan michael key is playing toad uh and then we've got like you know um what's it called we've got like uh fred armison's playing cranky kong um i don't remember the other the other people they like kind of like announced and then they said charles martinet will be doing like a bunch of cameos in, in voice cameos throughout the movie yeah so we're definitely going to see wario and waluigi and this and that's who he'll be cameoing as right i don't know it feels like if wario and waluigi were in it they would have a lot of lines i mean like so maybe they, they're just no. like they run into them as like a throwaway for the sequel i mean i'd say if you see them like for a moment in the background then yes possibly but i would say if anybody if anybody was like a major voice cast part in it i don't think charles martinet is gonna be doing it I have thoughts about this. I don't. Here's the thing. And this is, I guess this is just an expectation thing. I don't know what people expected this movie was going to be. But when the people who made the Minions movie are, are going to make your animated movie, it's going to be a comedy filled with celebrity voices. Like, that's what it's going to be. Mm. You know, like, I don't understand what people, what did you think it was going to be? Uh, I thought, you know, they said that they were going to talk. So Mario would talk and I was just like, okay, so they're either going to get the voice of Mario or somebody who sounds a lot like that. And they're just going to do an animated movie. Like, it's not like the minions really talk very much. They got through basically that entire movie without them talk. You know, uh, they had an entire minions movie with only uh, like one other person speaking in it. So it's not like they can't do that. It's not like they couldn't have somebody just running around being like, you know, Mario being the one just being like, oh, like they could do that. Something they couldn't. But yeah, I mean, fine. If you're going to have Chris Pratt running around as Mario, but like, I don't know. It just feels bad. It feels real bad. I mean, I, I, I just don't, I just don't understand. I guess, I guess I'm just like, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm failing to understand like what, I mean, I don't think Chris Pratt is a good choice for, to play Mario, whether he talks a lot or not. Um, but Big budget animated movies. I mean, the means aside, which were you know they were they started out as characters in another movie, yeah, w- with the voices of Steve Carell and like all these other big you know actors who they were. Got to, they got big enough to be a point where it's like you just look at it and you're like, oh, that's a minion, and they could star in their own movie. Yeah, so you can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't tell me that Mario is not a recognizable enough character to where they could have not taken a dump on the whole he concept is. of it like this. But you, 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 you severely limit what kind of like narrative you can tell if your character doesn't talk, if your main character doesn't talk. Like it, it, it just is it, like Sonic didn't talk in the Sonic, you know, games up until a certain point. After a certain point, after yeah, but that was like yeah. he didn't talk in like the Genesis versions. Anything after yeah. that, he did in the TV show. He did so there was well, like yeah. there was a lot of the precedent TV show for did. it. Yeah, 
I don't need Chris Pratt walking around being like, it's me, it's Mario. <laughs> I, know, I agree with you. I don't need it to be Chris Pratt. Um, that I agree with, with you on. Um, I, I just think like, I, like much, a lot of the, a lot of the time when we, when we go into this, like into these directs, even like not even just a new movie announcement, I'm often left wondering what people expect going into them. Of course. Beca because like when I hear Nintendo is doing an animated Mario movie with an animation company, that's not, you know, Pixar basically. You're, I, I'm already, I'm thinking you're getting like bog standard, you know, animated, you know, character movie with a bunch of famous people, you know, with a bunch with like six million jokes that are thrown at you at a, a mile a minute. You know what I mean? Like that's, um, th that's what, you know, that's what I, I expect. Um, you know, like a DreamWorks movie, the same type of situation, you know, I'm, th this is what I'm expecting. Um, I, I think like, you know, some of the people like uh, Jack Black as Bowser, I think is great. I think that's like a, a great choice. Um, but you can also say, but then Justin, like then nobody would talk in the movie because nobody ever has any lines in any of those games. You know, who would be the who would be the one person who spoke? Oh, I thought maybe they would do something where I could where they bring like an avatar in like, you know, like they bring a person into that world. Right. And they kind of are the stand in the one that does all the talking and, and, and things like that that that's less of taking a dump on the mario idea than having people than having, voice the characters than having chris pratt be mario yes 110 <laughs> percent. you're gonna make a mario movie i'll take my idea over the chris pratt walking around being like yo i got this wrench you got any pipes around here okay are you reading the script have you have you gotten a have you gotten a sneak peek at the script <laughs> and he'll do it in some comedic way and like look like i Detective Pikachu, Pikachu was like a fun movie, but like it was it was a uh, a a movie filled with, you know, real life, you know, like a live action movie with CGI mm -hmm. elements. And that worked really well. And, you know, Ryan Reynolds is just a naturally funny person. So having that comedic edge on it worked. I just don't know how the, like. Like it was always going to be it was always going to be a comedy. It was yeah, never going to no. be serious. What, Detective Pikachu or Mario? <laughs> Mario. Yeah. <laughs> well, both obviously. Um, the, uh, the but the difference is and 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 uh, and Mark is absolutely right. Ryan Reynolds is a treasure, and Chris Pratt is not. So like, that's a big difference in the situation. Uh, my my main feeling about this movie right now is just a giant pile of cringe, <laughs> and I hope that I'm wrong. Pratt's the only one who I think is cringe. Like I like I like everybody else in no, the movie. All, I, like they're all fine actors it's yeah. not like like chris pratt is problem problematic and might get canceled sometime between now and the movie's opening mm -hmm. but he's a fine like he's good at what he does yeah i just don't think that this is the type of thing that this movie should be and i'm, going I'm in for i'm firm. in for seth rogan as donkey kong i've watched okay. that clip i sent you from twitter like 700 times where it's just like somebody put chris pratt's laugh over a donkey kong 64 like uh thing and it makes me it just kills me um um so th they announced that movie um and th and they did you know they they showed a bunch of and this i'll say like going into it like uh, a, su a surprise september nintendo direct i'm not really expecting m much of anything like especially, i'm expecting yeah i mean especially when they say that it's going to be focusing mostly on this winter's games 
Yeah, yeah. Like funny games to like want Mario Odyssey too. Yeah, not to be expected that this type of uh, this type of show. Um, n- no, of course not. That's that's like a big presentation announcement, right? They're they're gonna save that. Um, uh, they announced that the N sixty and N sixty four and Sega Genesis games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. They have a whole fucking country of people over there who could, you have to do better than this. You have to do better than this. Sometimes they just name things exactly what they are. And sometimes that is a little bit of a Japanese, you know, thing. You want but, Nintendo um, Switch Online Plus. Uh-huh. It's right there. <laughs> it's fucking nope. right there. Plus what though, Justin? Plus what? Plus expansion pack. <laughs> I just want to go over to like, the, like heads of Nintendo and just shake them violently and say, not everything has to be literal. Um, uh, they, so they now they, in, inside this direct, they announced two other directs, which one was a, a smash direct unveiling the, the final character. It'll be a whole Sakurai smash direct they all unveil the last character and then uh animal crossing direct which is coming uh like next week or something like that or later or no or in october i think it was you know what i really hate i hate what? teasers for teasers like, oh look the jurassic world 3 trailer is coming next week let's watch a four second teaser of it right now i hate that so having two announcements for later announcements in the middle of this direct was just like what are we doing what are we doing? Just, we're, make the we're, just make the announcements before time. We're, we're going to have a Smash Direct their, on this date. We're going to have an Animal Crossing Direct on this date. Uh, my guess is that they think more eyes will be looking when they, if they put it into this, this video. That, that's, my, that's, that's the honest answer, I think. No, of course. They, they know the most, the most people are going to be watching in this moment. So let's just let them know that we're having these things. Um, so, um, and like, Grinch's Nintendo was on troll mode. I think that's giving Nintendo a certain amount of uh, like credit that they just like they don't not even just credit, but also like 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 thinking they have like a plan, like a master plan to like fuck with fans. If Reggie you, was you there, know? I could buy it. <laughs> but Reggie's not there, so I, I can't buy that they're trolling. I just think that they're extremely dumb sometimes. <laughs> I mean, but also I think part of it is that they just go like, look, we know there's like a billion people who want to watch Animal Crossing things, so we're going to tell them about it and those people will be excited. Like the people who liked Animal Crossing in the chat when this announcement, they weren't angry that they didn't show anything. They're like, all right, a Nintendo, an Animal Crossing Nintendo Direct. Yes. But okay. To be fair, th- that's not a great analogy because those people are starved for any kind of content for their game. I want to talk to a big True. Smash Brothers fan who uh, tuned in today to be like, all right, cool. We're going to find out today who the last character is. And they're like, come back next week, next month. I, I didn't see when the date was. They're probably not really excited right now. I guess so. I mean, but I also think like, you, again, this is about expectations. Like they never said like before this direct was happening that we're going to unveil the next Smash Brothers character here. Like they never said that, you know? So like, I, again, like I just don't understand like the, 
I, I understand being like, oh, that was okay. But like the reaction of like, why didn't they announce these seven things that I wanted them to do? It just doesn't make I'm not saying sense that, to I'm me. I'm not saying you they know? had to like, they have to show these things in the show. I'm just saying like an announcement for an announcement is always weird to me. Yeah, no, I get that. I understand what you're saying. Um, Kirby's back. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Looks Kirby good. crossed The Last of Us is here. Um, yeah, it looks really good. It's a 3D open world-ish looking Kirby game. We haven't got a 3D Kirby game, I think, since like Nintendo 64. I wonder who's working on this. I don't know. They didn't. I mean, they, I, it never, looks like it, they never tell you. Not really. I mean, they, they, you'll know, like, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see like lead creatives sometimes, right? You'll see like, okay, like here's, you know, Anuma talking about Zelda or here's, you know, the Splatoon guy talking about Splatoon, but they don't really... They don't really talk about teams so much, but they didn't put another logo um, up there, up there. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's all internal. They didn't put like a Bandai Namco logo or like a Tecmo logo, which is something they would do if they were co-developing this. I just wonder which interior interior Nintendo team is got their hands on it. Like, is this the Mario Kart team? Is this the Spl- not the Splatoon team? They're obviously busy, no. but like no. we know that that Mario Odyssey team is supposedly working on that Donkey Kong game, which has been rumored yeah. for years. So yes. what other teams are doing what right now? I want to know, like, what's the team that yeah. worked on this? Because it looks good. Yeah. I don't the, the Truthfully, too, I just don't know, like, Nintendo's internal structure, like, what their teams look like. You know, because I don't think there are a few. There is, like, the, the, there is the Mario. There's, like, the Mario team and the Zelda team. Like, um, but I think, you know, and the Smash Brothers team, obviously. But, like. I think a lot of it is more just like there's they, they they're not as like like Ubisoft has like Ubisoft Montreal is working on this or Ubisoft Lyon is working whatever it might be they, they don't really do that so I I don't I don't know um, but it looks cool you know um, I I, w- I was very surprised by it I it's something different for Kirby because if they came yeah. out with another 2D Kirby game I would never even have looked twice at it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. too many of those in a row. So a yeah. 3D one. All right, cool. That's something different. It's got my attention. They've been doing that other Kirby thing since basically Epic Yarn came out on the Wii. Yeah. You know, so um, so that it's cool that they're doing that. And, and it's nice that they're not doing like, and it looks like this kind of craft work, <laughs> which has been also a thing with Kirby um, a, a, a lot. Um, the other, the other really, the other big thing they showed, which was something that they announced four years ago, but that we haven't seen anything since, is Bayonetta three. We got a big trailer for Bayonetta three, and it's coming out um, in twenty twenty two. Justin, I know you have never played Bayonetta, right? No, no. Um, I I didn't play Bayonetta one, and then when Bayonetta two came out on the Wii U, I think that was the first year of talking games, right? Yes, because I can remember you coming to my house and yeah. uh, it was you, me and Jackie. Mm-hmm. And we ran through our game of the years or like, our, you know, yeah. our top five. And we ran some video for all. And so you were playing yeah. Bayonetta and I was just looking over at Jackie and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, um, I would be more I- excited about Bayonetta if I knew that it was going to actually have more than like 15 frames a second, because I don't know how that game's going to run on a switch. I mean, I'll tell you right now, this is I'll tell you right now, Bayonetta 2 was on the Wii U and it was doing a lot of shit and it ran flawlessly. So if it follows suit on the switch, then I think you're going to see, you're going to be very surprised about how it runs. I, um, I hope so. Cause 
Breath of the Wild didn't run great on the Switch, and that was a launch game. It it did. I mean, it uh, people. I I think like Breath of the Wild ran fine. Like there was a couple moments in Breath of the Wild. There was a couple situations in Breath of the Wild where it ran. It's mostly fine, but Breath of the Wild also wasn't doing anything nearly at. I'm not gonna say as complicated because it's a big open world game. Yeah, it's but a huge it's, open world. You yes, know? but it's also it didn't look like there was that many particle effects flying around and things like that where the frame rate could jump and or maybe like you know have peaks and valleys. So we'll see. I don't know, but who who knows? By that time, maybe the Switch Pro will be out. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't count your chickens. I'm extremely excited. Sky was in our chat when it happened, and she lost her shit. <laughs> she had to leave and go lie down. Um, I mean, the Bayonetta games are, you know, some of the best, if not the best character action games out there. Like Bayonetta 2 is is maybe my favorite character action game ever made. So I am extremely excited to see what they do. Um, You know, Platinum is a very interesting developer and and they haven't really, um, this team, the the Bayonetta team, obviously we haven't seen this game, you know, what they've been working on for years and years and years and we're going for four years. So like it's been a long time since we've seen like that like you know real successor to to that line of games. So I am uh, really looking forward to it. Um, and it was nice to see it like it, you know after after so long. And it was a couple weeks ago. I think the dev team was like, "Hey, game's fine." Like people keep asking us if it's canceled. It's fine. Like it, we're just honestly waiting for Nintendo to be like, "This is when we're putting it out." <laughs> you know that's kind of what they said. Um, so we will we will see. Um, they showed a pretty bonkers trailer for uh, Splatoon three. They did. Uh, Meg's just gifted a, a sub to, to Luminous Sky. Thank you so much, Meg's. That's her twenty first gifted cha- sub in the channel. Um, uh, yes, they showed a trailer for Splatoon three, which I I was a I was I will say I was slightly disappointed by only because I would like I would like to see more of like whatever that single player is going to be, and they just sort of like hinted at it. Um, Meg just gifted another sub this time to Mello. Thank you so much, Meg. <laughs> um, I wanted to see more of that, that story campaign stuff because like the multiplayer is cool, but it looks like it looked like Splatoon, Splatoon which yeah. is c- cool, but it, it just, I was hoping to see the, some of the more unique stuff. I, uh, um, I look forward to that game uh, a great deal. I didn't know that you were so like into Splatoon. I always liked it. I just really didn't have anybody to play with because it's impossible to play games with people on a Switch. That's true. Uh, but this, this I would true. like, when Splatoon 3 comes out, I would seriously like to play Splatoon with everybody. So I hope okay. that we can do that. Um, they showed uh, a trailer, a quick trailer for a Monster Hunter Rise expansion that's coming out. Um, in the, the, I guess the beginning of, of next year. It's called um, Sunbreak. Sort of big-ass dragon. Um... They're putting the um, they're porting KOTOR, the original KOTOR to the Switch. Uh, I don't know if that's on other systems or not, but that's going to be there. Um, y- Yokotaro and y- Yosuke Saito, who are the near people, are making a card game. Weird. Uh, a card game called The Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. And it's coming out on October 28th. So that's very soon. That's extremely uh, soon. Extremely soon. Uh, excited to see what that is all about. Um, let me see. We'll do one thing here. Oh, second. Your 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 video for me. It's not. It's actually not your video that you're sending me. Is like breaking up for me. I know. I um, see that. I don't know why either. My internet's it's, being a little bit funky right now. Um, that might be it. But um, one second. 
There we go. I fixed it. Yay. I fixed it. I look I like me it. again. I fixed it. There's a button on here that says fix that exact issue. So <laughs> we'll see if it comes back again, but we're, we're fine. Mosaic Justin. Um, so they're making the card game. Uh, has me interested, you know, you know, like uh, I love Yokotaro. So that that would be a cool thing to, to check out. Um, Square Enix is making uh, its own Mario Kart game, Justin. Oh, God called chocobo racing right chocobo gp sorry chocobo gp it looked like they ripped tracks right out tracks right out of mario kart it did look like they ripped tracks out of mario kart <laughs> there was that one i saw track. rainbow road uh-huh the rainbow road there was like an electro dome looking yeah. one as well um yeah i mean it, it's uh, my main thing about this game is not that i'm like oh why would they do this i just don't know how successful it's going to be because the, the, I feel like the Final Fantasy, the people who are really into Final Fantasy um, are not going to buy like a chibi looking cart game. Like that's not what they want. And no. like people who are into Mario Kart aren't going to go like, oh, I want that Final Fantasy racing game. I, I think it's just sitting in a weird place. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will break through to one of those audiences in some way. But because games do very well on the Switch, like that's just sort of what people, they just people buy a lot of games on, on the Switch. So Maybe somebody is tired of Mario Kart and they search the word like they search for like a kart racer or it's in some sort of like if you like Mario Kart, this get this game like thing and maybe they get it, you know, but. Um, uh, will people get this if they don't like Final Fantasy and already have Mario Kart 8? I mean, maybe if they are if they're tired of Mario Kart 8 um, by now, that, that could be something mix because um, it's been a while. Uh so that was like a lot of like the the biggest announcements. I don't think there was much other. They showed a lot of little like there's a Mario Golf like ex, like expansion bit coming out, yeah. and they showed a bunch of like um oh Act Razor. There's like a remaster of Act Razor that's coming to the Switch, and it's but it's also coming to I think PS4, PC, and mobile. I think Act Razor is a hell of a game. It was a hell of a Nintendo game. Very cool, very ahead of its time. So like that's neat that that that's gonna be there. I mean that 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 they're they're doing they're they're doing something with it because. They haven't done anything with it in an extremely long time. Um, uh, and they showed like, oh, like, you know, some some Paradox Interactive games are coming to the Switch, like the Shadowrun games are coming to the Switch and a couple other tactics games are coming to the Switch. They showed a little more of um, Triangle Strategy, um, which I think looked, which again, <laughs> what a name. Uh, that is coming... Um, the coming along that thing i think looks awesome it like does. i love the way it looks yeah that game has a really beautiful look to it yeah it does they, they showed another trailer for metroid dread which is out in a month um you know i uh, get put that in my veins immediately i'm i'm all there for it but i i've seen enough of it at this point um to, to be happy i don't kind of don't want to see any more of it so i'm i'm good on, on on that one um i think that was about it justin that was pretty much it it's a, yeah. It was a Nintendo, a Nintendo thing. Like yeah. Some announcements you didn't see coming, some absolutely weird garbage, and like some like middling stuff, like uh, you know, some ports and things like that. Yeah. Um. So it's it's funny because I think people sometimes are like, why are they showing games that we already know exist? And it's because it's a big marketing presentation. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth for any of these companies. Like they're trying to sell you the games that are coming out. Like that's what they're trying to do. Um, so that that's why those things are there. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it was an internal presentation. It was a surprise. It was cool to be able to see that and see some of those games we haven't seen in a while. And that Kirby game seems cool. So 
Um, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing more. Uh, Justin. Yes. The, the respawn has had a, a little bit of a couple of days where it comes to some rumors and some dis- and some other things. They're having a uh, moment on the internet right now, aren't they? They are having a moment on the internet right now. Can you can you fill us in on what happened? Uh, so basically, I think it was with a a community member, like a community part of the community. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a community manager. Community manager. Yeah. Um, was pretty much like we're done with Titanfall. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, don't don't expect anything. And then not even a day later, respawns like Titanfall is our lifeblood. It's in our blood. You never know what the future will bring. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, with you know, the three dots at the, the end of with it. the three dots. And also they're like, contrary to uh, contrary to reports out there. It's like, yo, the reports come from inside the house. That's a, that's a respawn team member that was saying it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, last week on this at this very time, I was probably saying that, you know, Titanfall 3 is like my please give it to me video game. And, uh, you know, I like as of right now, dot, 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 there could be more <laughs> Titanfall sometime in the future. I mean, I don't that's think true. it's something that's in active development. Uh, we know that they're working on Apex. We know that they're working on Fallen Order 2 and they're working on something else. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what that something else is. But my guess is it's not Titanfall 3. It mm-hmm. wouldn't shock me to see them maybe pivot back to Titanfall after Fallen Order 2. Yeah, but I feel like those are different teams. Are like the they? team that make yes, the team that makes Fallen Order is the team that was what oh god, I can't remember his name. Um uh Fallen Fallen Order team. Um I can't, I cannot remember the person's name. Came over from another. God damn well, while you look, remember. while you look at that up, yeah, I'll, I'll answer Mello's question because Mello asks, "Why the hell was it that Titanfall Two didn't take off?" Everybody who has played it says it's one of the best campaigns they played in years because it came out. Meg's answer is very correctly. It came out at the wrong time. EA released that game right in between Battlefield and Call of Duty. Like Call of yes. Duty came out one week, then Titanfall, then Battlefield either the following week or the week after. And yeah. Titanfall was coming off of a Xbox. It was an Xbox exclusive game. It was coming off of that. It was just going multi-platform. And those are two extremely large video games to release another shooter in the middle of. Mm-hmm. And they just fucked it. And it, it was did. the best. It was the best of all three of them by a wide margin. And it's gains, you know, cult popularity. I'll say more than cult popularity at this yeah. point. It like... It survived that long because of that, but everyone recognizes it now as probably the best shooter campaign of the last 20 years mm-hmm. and one of the best multiplayer shooters of all time. And the success of Apex, if they released Titanfall 3 in the spring, let's just say, you know, it would do very well just because of the success of Apex. And people would be like, oh yeah, the Apex team is making like an actual multiplayer shooter. Let's go check that out. And then everyone will be like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So that's why I think they will return to it. It's their baby. Like, you know, it's why it was the first game that Respawn made. So yeah. they will return one day because I don't, you know, if I was, if I was a dev at Respawn, I wouldn't want Titanfall 2 to be, you know, like, yeah, we released one of the best games of all time, but it just, man, it, it just came out at the wrong time. And we didn't, we didn't get to get that 
we didn't get those accolades. We didn't get that hit. Let's give it mm-hmm. one more go. So I, they, they're going to get their, their one more go. Yeah. So what happened was, you know, for years, EA has, uh, was, tr- was always trying to like uh, position Battlefield to overtake or to take down Call of Duty. And even though um, Titanfall 2 was published by EA, at the time, they didn't own they didn't own Respawn. So it was like a, a partner game. They had this called EA Partners at the time, which was they published a bunch of games from, from third-party studios um, that they didn't own, but they put them on their banner, you know, marketing muscle. And I, I think they just decided, like, we, we don't care about this, like, this game. We want we, we just care about getting Battlefield. It's it's push. So um, th- that's why it ended up happening that way. And they got screwed that way. Um, you know, uh, you know, and, and I think actually what they kind of got hit by a lot was that, you know, um, was that Infinite Warfare? That was Infinite Warfare, right? Mm-hmm. So like that had that had robots as well in it, like robot drama in it as well. But it was not the most popular Call of Duty game. But Battlefield One was a hugely popular Battlefield game. So it just, it had no chance in, in that slot that it got put in. Um, so uh, Stig, uh, St- Stig Osmussen, who uh, directed God of War 3 at Sony Santa Monica, left Sony Santa Monica and took over the second team at um, Respawn and became like the, the director of the second team at Respawn, which ended up making Fallen Order. Um, now, Apex has its own team now. Well, Apex has an, a, a live team going, but Apex, the Apex team was the Titanfall team when it when it when it got built. Mm. So what, whoever, whatever, if they rolled off to start doing that new thing, then that's the team that was a Titanfall team, not the team that made Fallen Order. Um, uh, you know, a- Apex has just been like incredibly wildly successful for them and has continued to be get more and more successful. And in many ways has become like, the default yeah but also the game that ea looks the ea looks to to be like this is what this is what a game what we can do with games you know like look how successful this thing is so like like we've we've heard these there's all these stories that like ea is in love with you know respawn and the way they make games the way they go about each other to the point where like you know um respawn uh, could probably write its own check if it wants it can what what's what's God? What the fuck is the guy's name? The guy, the Vincent Pella, yeah. went to this this what used to be Dice LA, which is now I forgot what they renamed themselves to. Um, they're mm. working on that on that portal, that that, that uh, Battlefield portal thing. But he went there and basically like molded that team is molding that team ripple into effect. like ripple effect is like molding that team into like the respawn way of making video games. Um, and they're going to have some, you know, they're going to have a, their own game after after this Battlefield thing launches. That's exciting. So, you know, th- I will say EA has done this before when they bought Bioware. At a certain point, Bioware was permeating everything. There was like four or five Bioware studios. They were like, they were like, they were like, they were, it's basically like, it was almost like Bioware EA instead of like EA Bioware. You know, um, and that all came crashing down really, really hard. So, you know, uh, it's not that I don't trust the creatives that respawn more than I don't trust EA to like manage it in the, in the correct way. But um, Say, this is something we didn't talk about, which I didn't yeah. know about until uh, that Sony uh, uh, conference last week or a couple weeks ago. God of War isn't being directed by Corey. Um, was it Barog or uh, 
how do you say his uh, last name? Barlog. Barlog, sorry. It's not like the the, the beast from uh, I always thought that Lord was the cool Rings. ass last name. I know. <laughs> but so he's not directing the sequel. They gave it to somebody else and they said that the, the, the theory over there is um, that they always uh, hand the next game off to somebody else. Like next man yeah. up will direct. But I forgot that Sony Santa Monica has two teams now. So uh, yeah, Corey's working on a different game, which we didn't I know mean, about. I would assume no. I I would I think they've had more than one team for a while. Um, well, but what was the other thing that they were working on? I know, but they they put their name ends up on like a bunch of has, not recently. Maybe they changed it, but back in like the PS3 days, you would see Sony Santa Monica on multiple things. Like they were one of those studios that was like a support team like, and a their other own studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, because yeah, all the God of War games have been directed by different people. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Balrog came back, Bar- Barlog came back to do this new one, but it was David Jaffe directed the first game, and uh, then uh, Barlog directed the second game, and then, like we said, uh, Stig uh, directed the third game, and then he came back for this 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 fourth game. So um, they always end up having somebody new. Um, I'm a, yeah, I yeah, and I'm also it's so they can they get the usually I think it's so they can get the games out relatively fast. But I mean, of course, with with COVID and everything, it, it didn't it didn't work out that way this time around um so yeah that's what's going that's what's going on with respawn yeah uh it's it's interesting what's what's going on what's going down over there uh they delayed battlefield i don't think we talked about that last week right i think that came out between when we were doing it uh battlefield's delayed till november um still this year so you know it's not it's not a huge deal but it is it is it has been delayed i wonder what the cause Um, of the delay is i just don't think it's i think it's all my guess is that it's p- kind of a mess, probably. And even when it comes out in a month, it's still going to be a mess. My, that is my guess. I've heard a couple of different theories, but one of them is that the the last gen versions are struggling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I've heard as well. Um, I mean, the last time they, they released a modern Battlefield game, it was an epic technical mess. <laughs> so um, we will we will see what happens with, with this one. I'm still very excited to play it. But, you know, I, I don't know um, what it's going to look like when it when it hits. Um, you know, November 19, 19, I think is when they pushed to. Yes. Which I'm sure they're not happy about because I'm sure they wanted to be out before Call of Duty came out. I'm sure they wanted to seed sort of like that ground and be the shooter, the first shooter out of the gate. So you had to make a choice. So, you know, they could be the, one, the only one on the shelves when people are like, oh, I really want to play a shooter. And they would buy, you know, Battlefield. And now... Call of Duty will have been out by then, and we'll, there'll be a couple of weeks, so it might just be like, oh, I'll just buy Call of Duty, and then when Battlefield comes out, maybe not. So, but maybe we'll, we'll see. maybe people will pick up that Call of Duty and see that it's taking place in World War II again, and be like, mm, not this one. I mean, the last Call of Duty that was World War II sold very well, so maybe we'll. I mean, it's all gonna, it's it. Duty. They all sell. They're all going to sell yeah. extremely well. Like it's not like this yeah. game's the fact that it's in World War II is going to hurt it at all. Yeah, sure. This is true. Um, so you want to talk about some stuff we've been playing, Justin? You want to talk about it? Let's go. Let's talk about some stuff we've been playing. What have you been playing, Justin? Speaking, Speaking of, of Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Speaking of Call of Duty. You like that segue? Yeah. What's the subtitle I, of this Call of Duty game, Justin? It's actually very good. It's Vanguard. I think that's a Vanguard. good subtitle. You just like it because it's a destiny word. It is a destiny word. Look at that. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> um. There so yeah, they had that they had that open beta, and uh, played a couple of hours of that, and you know what it? Mm-hmm. It's Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty with World War II weapons, and some interesting maps, 
Oh, I like some of the map designs. I like, don't like mm. some of them. Um, but yeah, it, it was basically they they introduced one new mode, which I, you and I have differing opinions on, and I, I'm sure that my opinion might change the more that I played it. But they basically played it's a domination map, but they call it uh, Blitz. And what it no, is, no, no, is no, 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 it's not called no, it's not called Blitz. I don't think. Wait, that's the, oh, that's, those, that's the, those are the different names. Of, so that's the only thing about this sizes. Game. It is really quick. They have like three different sizes of 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 player counts, and they have like different names for them. One's six v six is tactical. Then there's one called I think the I think the ten v ten is blitz, and then or whatever it is. And there's one in the middle, I think. Um, and uh, um, and it uh, and it's just meant to tell you how hectic the matches are going to be. Because th what they're trying to do, I think, is get away from people wanting to just play on certain maps. Like, I just want to play on shipment to, like, get my, like, up my, you know, up my XP today. It's like, no, you can play, like, you know, Blitz mode, which will make any map feel, like, a little bit like shipment because there's so much going on. Patrol is the name of the mode. Patrol. Okay. So this mode is like Domination. There is, uh, there's a zone that you want to capture. But the thing is, this zone is constantly moving. Yeah. And so you have to move with it to hold control of it. So I th I like it in theory. In practice, though, it the maps that we played it on were just like very open in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just doing a loop around the, the outskirt of the entire level. I would have liked it if it was a little bit more random, like the mm -hmm. circle would move into the middle of the map. It would it would just go into random spots. Right. But this was just like it was on it was on a track and you were just following the track. So mm -hmm. you could set up and camp to take people out, you know, like because you knew like, OK, in like 20 seconds, they're all going to be right here. So we could we could set up an ambush for them. So there's some interesting push pull there. Um, there's a really cool map in Paris that I like a lot. Very close quarters. But uh, it's more Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. It's on that modern warfare engine, so it, it looks nicer than um, Cold War did. It has more going on, like the, the particle effects and everything. And they've got a destructibility thing going on in the maps, which I think is neat. But yeah, I mean, it just was like we we could have gone back and played. Like, you know, Cold War or Modern Warfare, and it would have been like, OK, like this is like the exact same experience, except these are, hey, these are maps that we don't know, you know, so that's nice sometimes. But other than that, it was basically the same, like, type of thing, I would say. Um, what else have you been playing, Justin? So for the rest of the games, I'm kind of just in a holding mode at the moment. Okay. So still plugging away at the Forgotten City, still plugging away at Boomerang X, still mm -hmm. um, playing more Deathloop, definite more Deathloop. Um, I have, I'm still behind everybody else. Um, the problem with me right now in the last week or so, I've just had, as you listen to the beginning of this podcast, a pretty awful week. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I have been coming home and just being like, God, I'm so tired and I just don't want to turn my brain on. And Deathloop is a game where you need to have your brain on. Yes, 100%. It's not like you could just mindlessly plow through, you know, levels like you need to really be you're not paying attention to what you're doing, but you're also trying to pick up hints and clues about where mm -hmm. to go next. And there's. There's just more mental gymnastics to playing that game than there is to playing, say, something like Hades. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've been logging on at like 1045 at night and playing Hades for like a half hour every night and then going <laughs> to bed and then starting the process all over again the next day. Yeah. But the night that I was planning on playing 
like four or five hours of death loop bobby's like you want to check out this call of duty and i was like all right let's go and we played like five hours of call of duty until i made him leave his house at midnight you, yeah yes that's true <laughs> i I, for, I already forgot about that but yes that uh, was how that call of duty night ended angela, um, angela had uh gave me a ring and just like i had too much to drink i i shouldn't drive this vehicle and she's down into a town not far from here so i, I was mm. on we were in a voice chat with bobby and i'm like I need a solid. I need a solid is what he says to me. I need you to get out of your house, drive to mine, and pick me up so I can go get my wife's car. Mm-hmm. It did happen. It was a good time. It did, it did happen. I missed and, uh, Andy said German from the waist down, which was a, which was a, uh, a little joke that we had while we were playing because there, there was a character who looked German from the waist down. We said that's a hell of a, a, hell of a pickup line. Um, uh yeah so um i played last week played a shit ton of psychonauts 2 um on the xbox series x i mentioned i had mentioned you know last week when we were talking how i've been kind of picking pecking away at it and you know we we were both talking about how we have like we're we're juggling multiple games at once and we kind of want to like trying to get through them and i was just like okay like i've got um i've got psychonauts 2 i've got death loop and there's all these other games that i want to start and really get into and start playing um that i just can't i just don't i don't want to start them until i i have not i'm knocking other games off this this list of games that i that i want to get through so i was like i am just going to commit and play the shit out of one of them and honestly i thought at first it was going to be death loop i was like i'll just i'll just grind through death loop and then I was watching my son on um, Saturday. I think it was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. And I booted up the game and he just like watched me play it for like an hour and a half or something, which is like insane for him, for him to watch me do anything like that and not really like try to take over or get bored or ask to do something else or want to listen to a song. Um, and so I was, I, I played it and I was like, okay, no, I'm like in it now. I'm in it. So I'm like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to commit. I'm going to play the shit out of Psychonauts 2. I'm going to finish this game. I know it's like a 12, 14 hour game. I'm probably like four or five hours in at this point. Um, And over that Saturday and Sunday, I finished it. Um, And man, man, is it a great video game? (laughs) Bobby texted me at some point, which is like, I regret to inform you that you're going to have to play at least some of Psychonauts 2 and then finished it. And then said, you're going to have to play a lot of Psychonauts too. <laughs> so the, you know, the game, you know, it's, it's sort of like in, in many ways, we've talked about this uh, a few times this year. And I think neither of us have played, you know, uh, can a bridge of spirits yet, but um, this game, I think fits in that mold as well, which is it's sort of like a throwback sort of the, 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 the sort of wrapping around the game is very throwback. It's a 3d platformer where you're collecting a lot of stuff Um and, you know, the jumping and combat mechanics are are good. Um, they're not the strongest suit of the game, but they're good. Um, but what really sets apart Psychonauts is two things. One, the, the, the writing and the themes are both clever and insightful and sometimes very emotional um, and just deeply, deeply interesting. Um, and the look of the game... I mean, I love the art style as it is anyway, but like there are 
there are so many um, unique visual treatments in the game as far as going level to level to level to level, right? Because the, the, the idea of the game is the psychonauts go into people's brains and they like fix, they fix things, you know, they like, they fix problems or whatever. And as your character Raz, you're, you go into different people's brains and you're trying to kind of solve this mystery of this, this villain that you thought was gone is coming back and you're trying to figure out why. And so you're kind of going into these brains of these broken people and trying to like, um, reconnect, um, kind of who they are to try to try to help them and to figure out what's going on. Um, and so you, you go into probably like, I think it's like seven different people's brains in, 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 in the game. And every single one of those levels is like visually very unique. And there is even uniqueness within each of those levels as well. So I mentioned on Twitter and I think I took you Justin, there's, there's this level um, just called like the Psy King level. And it's like very um, heavily musical based, like rock music based. Um, one of the characters in it is voiced by Jack Black. Um, and uh, um, in a very understated way, not like a very big uh, Jack Black performance, except, you know, he, there is a song that he sings at one point. Um, but the imagery and themes in that level, especially were just like, I was like, that was where I was, what I was like, wow, like this, there's something I've gone from just being like, oh, this game is cool and I'm enjoying it. And wow, isn't it clever to like a wow feeling. And um, the, the rest of the game, you know, keeps that feeling going and it deals with, you know, um, you know, mental health issues in a very, you know, um, you know, a, 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 a very... Uh, much better also very a, a much better way than i've seen just about any game deal with those things you know it it, it obviously is is made by people who have done their research and it's made by people who care about doing the right thing you know which which i think is very important in in this um it's it's a genuinely genuinely funny game um and like there are i I'm not, there are things like there are frustrating moments like when you, you, you're asked to do kind of like a precise platforming thing. And the game sometimes is like, you know, not like it's not giving you the tools necessarily to actually do this precise platforming thing. Um, or like there's a couple combat encounters that sort of, I had to like restart because I was like just having issue with them or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I would say that as a whole package, it's immensely satisfying. And I have no pre I have no history with Psychonauts. Like I, 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 I like double fine games. Like I like Broken Age, and I like like Costume Quest and Stacking, and like th those type of games. Headlander. I liked those games. Um, but Psychonauts itself, I haven't played the original game on the original game. I haven't played Psychonauts: Rhombus of Ruin, the VR game. So I didn't go into this being like I fucking love Psychonauts. I can't wait for this. It was a total new experience for me, um, and it blew me away. So it's definitely going to be on my end of the year list. I'm not sure where yet, um, but it is pretty fantastic. I look forward to playing it. I mean, everybody has said really good things about it. And when you message me like, yeah, you got to see this. It's like, all right, fine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've it doesn't look like I'm not like drawn to it, like looking at it. Uh, I haven't been like, yes, I've got to go get my hands on that. But I'm like from your word of mouth, like I'm excited to see it and see what what you really liked about it um 
and in, in this vein of trying to um finish games on a list of games i've started i have resumed playing um ratchet and clank a rift apart uh i kind of stopped um i kind of stopped playing it a couple hours in when it when it when it came out and i've decided to to pick it back up um and 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 finish it and i played probably two and a half hours last night i'm probably like about halfway through the game now and i would say some of the things i said about psychonauts are, are kind of similar in this which is that i think in, in ratchet as well like sometimes i'm like like, why are you giving me this, this, this combat encounter right now? Like I, you didn't give me time to refill my ammo. Like it's kind of annoying. I'm going to have to just die and restart it. So all my ammo comes back. Sometimes there are platforming things that I'm not like super psyched about. Um, Ratchet looks gorgeous. Like it, it's just, it's funny. I, 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 I started it in performance RT mode, which runs at 60 frames a second and has like, um, you know, ray tracing on, but kind of forego some of the effects. And I was like, you know, let me just switch it into like quality mode and just play it in full 4K with all the bells and whistles. And I would highly recommend that if you want to play that game in 30 frames a second, you don't initially start playing it in 60 frames a second. Because when I switched it to 30 frames a second, it felt terrible. <laughs> it felt like I like it just it felt like I was losing frames, even though I wasn't losing frames because it was just like it was half the amount of frames and I had just been playing it in 60. So um I switched back <laughs> to performance mode because I just like I I I like I couldn't like I couldn't do it. I played um, I played in fidelity mode the whole time. Yeah, which I'm sure if I'd started in fidelity mode, I would have been fine, but switching from 60 to 30 was just not something I could do. Did you get to the giant robot level yet? Um you you I, would know if you had. No, I don't think so. Okay, that's the one of the that's the best level in the game and it's one of my I think I think it's a showcase for the visuals that level. Um, I just did the level where like you go to that mining place with rivet and you have to like switch between the dimensions. Like you have those, get those crystals. And maybe you did hit it then it's ratchet. Who, it's ratchet. Who does the level? Mm, no, I did the no, one. Is it rivet? Oh. Frick. I can't remember. Groon, you would the remember. Is it rich? Is it ri uh, rivet or ratchet doing the giant robot? I think it's rivet. Act. It is rivet. Okay. I don't think I've done it. I've done it yet then, then because with Rivet, I've only done like that world with like the little like the little like animal alien people where you have to like knock down that bridge yeah, okay. or whatever. Like I've done that. Um, and uh, I did this level where I was switching the dimensions. That was cool. And then I did a ratchet level where you where you see like that guy, Gary guy in real life and you have to like go free these monks or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I've done two of those uh, clank like puzzle levels with all the other clanks or whatever. And I like those levels a lot. Like I like it. It reminds me of like Captain Toad, you know, like, like those like levels in Mario 3D world. My least favorite part of the whole game. I'm sure. <laughs> Cause it's a puzzle part. You could skip. Um, but what's interesting is you could just straight skip it. Why would you? There's so much fun. There was figure out which which orbs you have like to put one in of them. Slot. I was just like, I'm fucking tired. I want to go to bed. And like, <laughs> I might just hit skip. And I was like, no, you could figure this out. You prove Bobby wrong. <laughs> what I like about the game is when you go into an optional area, it literally says on the bottom left of the screen, this is optional, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Um, it, and I'm enjoying it. Like, it, like I said, it looks beautiful. It, it plays well. It's a fun game. I just... It's kind of it's kind of amazing to me that it's just 
it's just another Ratchet and Clank game, and there's nothing wrong with it just being another Ratchet and Clank game. Um, but like, I, I don't think it's any more impressive or better than like that one they had on the PS4 that was like a remake of, of the first game that was like tied in with that movie. Like, or like the PS3 series of games, which were really, really great. You know, I, I obviously I think like, you know, obviously the, the visual stuff is amazing. Um, and they do like some very cool stuff with that portal stuff. Right. Um, but even that stuff, like, I, I guess, I guess probably is expectation, but like when they were showing the game off before it came out, I thought you would be like switching between those worlds, like all the time, you know, and, and it would be like seamless all the time. You know, but, you know, it doesn't happen that often. And when it does happen, it's mostly pretty scripted, you know, when it when it happens. And, I you was, know, I was hoping you, there would just be more even scripted moments like where in, you're in that opening level and like a portal opens up and a giant octopus like comes yeah. out. Like I was mm -hmm. just hoping the game would be full of stuff like that. And it's really yeah. not. No, mostly you 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 like walk around or you move around and you get to an area and like those like group of enemies come out and you fight them and then they go away and then you push a button on a thing and then you go to the next part, you know, like that's kind of like what it, it, it normally is, you know? Um, I do like the rocket boots a lot. Like when you really get going with them, I think, I think they're fun. And I think like, I have like a lot of the weapons now and I'll, I really love that sprinkler one or whatever that turns people like into plants. That one's great. Like the, that one and the Mr. Fungi one, I love. Like I love setting up those those guys. And I have the upgrade group right now for Mr. Fungi where like a, like a poison one comes out too and goes with them. So I've got like every time I shoot one out, two of them come out. So that's cool. I've upgraded that pistol. That pistol when you upgrade it does a lot of damage. I, a lot of damage. There, there were so many weapons though. Like I never even bothered. Um, like I love the ricochet gun and that shotgun yeah. that you get. And there was a couple other mm -hmm. ones I, I can't remember off the top of my head. They were just like, the sniper one is nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. The, like the, 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 the like grenade one a lot where you're just like, throwing grenades. Um, yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like all insomniac games, like, right. Like all, all the ratchet games have like this crazy amount of weapons to do. Um, and, and I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was really hoping, I guess for more, I, I guess like, and I even would have taken like less like organic encounters and more like you said, Justin, more like big set piece moments where just like crazy shit was happening everywhere. Like, I, I think when the game, like when you're either, when you're rocking across like a area with those rocket boots or you're on those rails and stuff like that, that's when I think the game is the most fun because it just feels so fast and dynamic. Um, and, and, and it, everything's flying by you at a million miles an hour, but everything's holding up. And, and like those ones, it's very impressive to me, you know? Um, but otherwise, like, it's just sort of a very standard, like, you know, kind of a little bit throwback, you know, like the third person character platformer act action platformer, um, which is fine. I have no nothing against that at all. Like I, I I'm, I'm having a good time playing it, but I I'm just surprised, I guess that from all of the praise I was hearing about the game, that it was so much like those previous games. And I, and I guess, you know, it's a new generation and there are probably a whole group of people who didn't really, are not really invested in Ratchet before. And it's one of their first games or it's a series they used to play that they haven't played in a long time. So it feels more fresh to them. But to me, I was just like, I don't know. Like I want, I want there to be more to this. I just, the visuals, like to me, it, I mean, it's why last week I said that if you like when asking about disappointing things, like, yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't everything that I hoped that it would be, but I will say in its 
credit. It's fun enough to play that I didn't really care. It, you know, midway through, I was just like, I'm enjoying myself. Like, even if mm -hmm. this is a PS2 slash PS3 era style of game, the way that they're presenting it was good enough and impressive enough where it was just like, you know, it's fine. It's like it's a PS3 game wearing like a PS5 skin. And like mm -hmm, the yeah. skin that it's wearing is pretty enough where it's like, I don't really care. We're having a good time here. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And, and, and I think it's just been an interesting year because between, you know, Psychonauts 2 and this Ratchet and Clank game and then, you know, Kenna coming out and getting good reviews, it feels like there's like a weird resurgence of those games happening yeah. right now. Um, very critically acclaimed, you know, versions of those games hitting. Um, and like playing Psychonauts 2 and now playing through Ratchet, I'm like, yeah, like I, there's definitely a place for like Brit Kenna Bridge of Spirits in like my in my life at this moment because I'm enjoying these games I and could, they're good. They're good. Like cutters to like games like Deathloop. I could use Kenna right about now, like where <laughs> it's like I, you know, because I really need to get off the Hades train and start mm -hmm. beating some of these other games. But there are moments where it like, you know, I mentioned I'm just too shot to like sit yeah. down and the forget uh, for uh, Forgotten City and mm -hmm. think about what I have to do or in Deathloop. And I want something that is very narrative heavy like you know like it's very linear where i don't have to think yeah. very much i could just be like that's so pretty and then smack something over the head with a stick yeah which is why you you'll in for that reason you probably will enjoy psychonauts all right because like that's what psychonauts is you know i mean there are puzzles just like there'll be puzzles in like that kenna game apparently or whatever but like it's mostly just like a very straightforward like go here do this you know you follow this path and you, you know, you solve a couple like light puzzles and you do some combat and, you know, and you get some narrative. Like that's, that's what it is. Fair enough. You know? Um, so that's really what, what I've been playing. I put a little bit more time in the death loop, but just like Justin, like I've, like I really focused on second knots too. And, and I played enough death loop over like the last couple of days and last week to just like keep myself fresh on it. So I'm not forgetting things like that's all I'm playing like 30 minutes and just being like, I'll do a quick, like I'll do one area. I'll, I'll get something I needed to get. I'll research a lead or something. And then I'm just going to like, kind of, I'm going to kind of give up and, and play something else. Cause I'm, I, I'm just, my brain isn't in the right place for it, but I don't want to, cause I know if I just stop playing it for like a week or two, I'll, I'll never go back to it because I'll just be like, I don't, I can't remember what I'm doing anymore. And I don't want, I don't want to get to that point. Um, I had that moment of, like when I first picked up Ratchet again, I was like, what, but what do buttons do? <laughs> like I, I couldn't remember for a little while, like what I was supposed to do. So um, I don't want to get that way with, uh, death, with, with, with death loop. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've played or put any time in time to. Um, oh, well the other night, Justin and I did something that we'll talk about <laughs> at a future date. But before you came on, I was like, I'll just play something on my computer. And I, and I had monster train downloaded. Oh, you didn't tell this. I'd, I had never started it. Cause we got very busy after <laughs> once we started doing, um, uh, I, um, I, uh, I, I played like, you know, probably like 45 minutes of it or something like that. Um, and I, I never launched it. Uh, and it was, it was fun. Like I was on my game pass, like on my game pass on PC. Um, and it was, it was good fun. Um, it's interesting. Did you play it at all, Justin? Played a little bit of it. And I just kept being, I felt like as I was playing it, like I should just go play, play uh, Slay the Spire. What, what I like about it is I like the like, um, so Monster Train is a card based roguelike game, which is why Justin mentioned Slay the Spire. And literally you're like on a train or whatever. And you have like a, it's sort of like, um, 
you have like a I don't know where like a crystal that's on the top floor of your train. There's like four floors of the train, and the, the crystal is like if that crystal gets destroyed, you you lose. So it's kind of like in like Hearthstone when you have like your hero character, and if your hero character keeps getting hit, you know, um, you you die, um, or whatever. Um, the and then you have cards, and you have these four floors, and enemies come in on the bottom floor, and then after like a turn. They move up to the next floor and then the next floor and the top floor, there is your like your crystal or whatever. And so you have to sort of like lay down cards on different floors to take on different enemies at different times. Um, and I thought that was interesting mechanically, which I was which I had not really seen before. It's like you have multiple turns going on at one time, which is a little bit of a different wrinkle, I think, than a lot of these other games, you know, where you're kind of very focused on one thing. Um, and I thought that was I thought that was cool. Um, I thought the, the one thing I'll say is I think at the beginning of the game, I, I felt like the card variety and what I could use was not particularly strong. Like I had like my hero character that I could use, which was very powerful. And I had a bunch of like regular characters. And then after the first one that you could like buy a new card. So I one thing I bought this card that looked cool um, and it took four mana points or whatever to use but I only have three mana points maximum on any turn. It doesn't build, you know, as it goes. So obviously I have to get to some point where maybe if I beat the first boss or something, maybe it like, you know, upgrades and I get another point, but I couldn't literally couldn't use that card the entire time I was playing. And it was just sort of like a bummer. Cause I was like, why, like, why would you let me buy a card this early that I couldn't use at all? You know, like it just, yeah. it just felt weird to me. That was, and maybe I was missing something like, look, I only, I'd only played for 45 minutes. So maybe I was missing something, but I gotta, I gotta get back to it and play some more Grifflands. Speaking of card battles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like everything that game's doing. It's just, it's another game where I have to like sit and really think about it. Uh, Cause yeah. there's a lot of dialogue in that game. So yeah. I just gotta be in the right mode for it. And this last week or so, I just have not been in the mode to read anything. Grifflands seems like the one that I would, that I would, I would dig. I but think so. But, but but again, but the other part of it is like you're saying, one of the reasons I like these card battling games like, like Slay Aspire or Monster Train kind of does the same thing in the very narrative light is um, I just kind of like throwing like that, like, you know, therapeutic, like I'm just going to throw cards down and like just do damage, you know, <laughs> like that, like, you know, when you're on a run of Hades feeling where you're just yeah. sort of like, just like, let me just let me do the thing. Um, so that that's kind of what I what the the the, the, the kind of pleasure I get out of that um that experience but um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna finish ratchet and clank and then i'm gonna figure out like what else that's on my like i started it pile i'm gonna like keep progressing on i guess um I'm, i i don't have I, I don't i, I don't want to buy kenna until i've made my way through a couple more games so i don't want to just add to the pile yeah. of games that i haven't played i'm not gonna play it right now so like i might as well just wait and buy it in a couple of weeks when I've gone through a couple of the games. Like I need to get through Ratchet and Clank. I need to finish off Resident Evil Village. You know, the um, games that I've started that I, that I, that I know I'll like that I want to get through. And then I can sort of look at um, the, some, something else I should say. And I've still got a, the, the million indies I have to play. I have to play Forgotten City. I've got, you know, all this kind of stuff. I got I got, we, I got to play more Deathloop. So it's like, you know, I just have a lot of games that we have to get through as we, as we careen towards the end of the year. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, I don't think I have anything else gaming related to speak about, Dustin. Um, 
Other than the fact that I bought my son the Aladdin Aladdin Genesis game for his birthday because there was like a Lion King Aladdin like mm-hmm. thing for the Switch. Um, game's hard. That game is fucking hard. <laughs> and I all, knew it was hard. <laughs> I, I I made it all the way up to the very end when I was a kid. All the way up to the last level. My cousins came over and just pulled the cartridge out of the Genesis. Oh no, no! I was right there. I was in. I was. I was about. I was like near. Like in the castle or uh, mm-hmm. the palace. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man! It was a Saturday. I could. That's. I remember. It's so funny that's burned into your brain. Yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, he enjoyed watching it. He won't play it. He tried to play it. He tried to take the controller from me. I was like, okay. And then he's like, daddy, this is too hard. It's it is too hard. It's, it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's... <laughs> I was like, yep, it is definitely too hard. Um, I got him that. And that is, that is something I have to, a, to go back and play. Before we get out of here, I have a friend who, um, he doesn't really play video games, doesn't really want his kids playing video games, but you know, they're kids. They're um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the boys around Jorah's age, maybe a little bit younger. And so he's, we're out watching one of the football games last weekend. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, he, he wants to play. And we were like, just get him a switch. Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? He's like, no, I don't want him playing that and stuff. He's like, I bought him a GameCube. <laughs> he bought him a GameCube and a copy of Melee. And we were like, how much money did you spend on a GameCube and, co- and a copy of Melee? He was uh, like, no, no, it was like 200 bucks. It's like, you could have just bought him a switch. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But imagine like, ah, oh, yeah, I brought you, I brought you home Smash Brothers and like kids all excited <laughs> and he hands him a GameCube, which is look, Melee's a great game. Yes, it is. But Jesus, I was like, this is like a form of child abuse. What's wrong with you? And you spent $200 to own yourself. Yeah. It's also one of those things where it's like, it, it feels like, oh, like I don't really want him playing games, except it's okay if he plays the games that were like around when i was younger yeah. like that's what it you know that's what it feels like so it's 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 a very like um it's a very kind of hypocritical position to be in it's kind of like it, just buy him the games that he wants to play now yes cody gamecube is great also that's a great smash game but he's a child <laughs> and this kid. child wants to play the games that his friends are playing yeah not not the games that his dad's friends played when they were kids you know so i'm gonna play some um, real games for some real games um i'm gonna go play geist for the for the gamecube i got you a copy of geist um i got you a copy of eternal darkness <laughs> um all right let's get out of here um that's been the misadventure land games show for, for this week um misadventure.land you can see the video versions of the, of this podcast you can follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash misadventureland um please rate and review the podcast on itunes um or you know apple podcasts sorry um or wherever wherever else you watch or you listen to podcasts if they have a review system i looked at like three different rev- like place like I looked at spotify i looked at google podcasts i couldn't find a place to write a review so i don't even don't know them. i don't know if they have reviews so apple podcasts if you are able Please leave us a review there. It really, really helps the show get out to more people. Um, we'll be back next week with, with more gaming. Oh, geez. Sky just redeemed Guide the Raid. Are we, who are we raiding, Sky? <laughs> I, was not, I was very surprised by that. Um, 
we'll definitely raid. Let me let me let me, let me finish off the podcast, um, and then we'll do that. Um, you can um, follow me on Twitter at Bobby Shortle, Justin at Justin underscore says underscore Hey. Um, and uh, that's gonna do it for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to everybody who's watching and listening. Until next time, be good to one another. Later. These two great friends agree a lot, but when 